This is Ira Glass of This American Life, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. I'm PF, this is my tape recorder, and welcome to another edition of PF's third favorite band, question mark. This week's contestants, The Vaccines. The Vaccines are a band from London. Uh, They turn up around 2010, and uh, we're going to go through their catalog in just a few minutes. I was thinking as I was uh, compiling their songs to play today, I thought, you know, they they only have three albums. And last week's uh, honorable mention band REM has way more than that, and a lot of stuff that I like, even though the you know the kind of the end of the catalog kind of peters out a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe I should have flip flopped these guys, but uh, I'll make a case for the vaccines when we get to them. In the meantime, we're gonna uh, hear our song each from my two first favorite bands, the Beach Boys and Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark. We will start with the Beach Boys. When we left off with the Beach Boys, they had completed uh, the album. Keeping the summer alive and a lot of turmoil in the band. Brian comes back over a little bit, tours with them. It falls off the tour. Tragedy strikes uh, in 1982. Dennis Wilson, uh, founding member, founding member, one of the Wilson brothers, uh, drowns tragically uh, off his boat in, uh, in I believe it was in Marina del Rey, I think. And uh, yeah, very tragic. The group decides to go on, but they will not make an album together again until 1985. And uh, that album is called just simply The Beach Boys. And uh, hatchets are buried. They're working together again. It's the the five surviving members, which would be the Wilson brothers, cousin Mike Love, Al Jardine, and Bruce Johnson back in the group full time at this point. And uh, the Beach Boys album, you, you, if you know a song from it, this the song Get You Back got the 26 in the summer of 1985, which uh, was a pretty good showing for them. And it's a good tune. Mark, oh, what's his name? Mark McGrath from uh, Sugar Ray does a cover of it on a soundtrack for some movie. It might be the Herbie movie. I don't remember. Or he did The Ghost in You for that one. Anyway, it is a nice cover of it. And uh, I think he actually just helped out by the Beach Boys on it. And, um, but uh, a couple other good songs on here. It's kind of a, a mishmash. Um, Bruce Johnson gets a song on here. Uh, there's another song that's written by members of Culture Club, which is essentially just Carl Wilson singing a Culture Club song because the, the, it was completely written by, um, I think it was uh, Boy George and what's the other? Chris? Chris? Hey, I can't remember. Is, is Craig? Mikey Craig? I can't remember. But they wrote the song. Beach Boy sang it. Stevie Wonder does a, uh, writes a song for them on here which they may get co-writing credit on. But the song I'm going to play for you should have been the follow-up single to get you back. It was not. Al Jardine was robbed. Uh, Al Jardine wrote this, I believe, probably with Mike Love. Maybe he wrote it with Brian Wills. But anyway, it's mostly an Al Jardine song. And the song is called California Calling. It is a banger. It is the by far the best song on the album. It really should have been the first single, if I'm being honest. But uh, here is California Calling from the 1985 album, simply titled The Beach Boys. If everybody in the USA could come with us to California, we could take them to a place out west where the good sun shines every day. Now there's a touch of California. There's some beautiful women go 
tune, eh? That's the one of my favorite Beach Boy songs ever. And again, I'm in the minority because when I go back and read that magazine my wife bought me that goes through all the albums, this album is just, you know, it's lukewarmly received. People like Get You Back, but people aren't keen on California Calling. I think it's just crazy. There's a song called It's Getting Late that gets released as a single. I think It's Getting Late was the second single, and then Bruce Johnson gets We uh, She Believes in Love Again released as a single. Again, crazy. No offense to Bruce, but California Calling's best song on the album. Sorry, it just is. Algerian will get robbed again in our next episode. Stay tuned. Uh, let's see, Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark, where we've arrived with them is, as I just told you last time, uh, 1996 97-ish, Andy decides, you know, people aren't interested in um, electronic music anymore, really. Uh, it's all, you know, we're still in the wake of, uh, you know, grunge is past at this point, but still its effects are, the reverberations are being felt. You know, people uh, want the rock music. You know, in this country, it's uh, Offspring, Green Day, that sort of affair, which is great, but people are not really interested in, in keyboards anymore, uh, or people that are mostly keyboards. So it's either uh, grunge slash rock, or uh, girl pop is becoming very popular. Uh, people like the Spice Girls. So Andy folds up the OMD tent, uh, recruits three young girls to become a band called Atomic Kitten. And uh, so he works with them for a while. They have a number of hits. Uh, there is, uh, it's an interesting story. Um, at first, it seems that they turn on him and uh, his writing partners and try to get out of their contract. And he is very upset about this and kind of doesn't badmouth them in the press. But you bring it up, he can make some you know little snide comments about them. And then I guess it turns out later on that it was not they who wanted to stop working with Andy. It is uh, their record company that wanted them to stop working with Andy and his career and work with a different set of people. And these are young girls. What are they going to do? They're just going to listen to the record company. Of course, they, they don't know. And so I guess, at the again, Hatchet's Buried, uh, Atomic Kitten, and Andy all still good friends now. So, But anyway, uh, so that the girl pop thing comes, passes. He's not working with Atomic Kitten anymore. They're kind of wrestled from him by the record company. And uh, Andy's sitting around one day, and he gets a phone call from Germany, and this TV show is like, hey, would you like to I'll do a German accent? Would you like to come over here and do a television show? Hmm? So uh, Andy's like, I'm not doing anything. He calls up Paul Humphreys and he says, hey, you want to go over to Germany and just get away from our families for a couple of days and have a little vacation? Because they're, they're they're back to being mates at this point. Again, Hatchet's buried long ago. Uh, you know, they're, they're, so they yeah, let's go go over play a couple of the old hits that the Germans love. OMD. So they go over there and they do this TV show and they really have a great time. And they decide, hey, we should just start doing this again. And it's around this time that people in the press, uh, young bands are saying, even though they're not completely keyboardy, they're saying, oh, yeah, OMD are a big influence on us from back in the new wave days. So they decide, well, let's make an album. So they make one called The History of Modern. And it comes out in, ooh-wee, 2008 or nine, I want to say. And it is essentially mostly uh, leftover bits from when they were still, uh, the two of them were working together. I think they might have stuff independently of each other that they were working on. But they come up with this very nice album called The History of Modern, and I believe this was the first single from it. It, does, it came out as a demo first. I was very excited when the, even just the demo came out. But here is the uh, the first single uh, from Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark. Uh, back again as Paul and Andy. Uh, it is called Sister Mary Says, and I'll explain what the song is about in just a second.
But Sister Mary says, Sister Mary was about a, a lady, uh, she was back in the 90s, 80s, something like that. And she had said that uh, the, this comet was going to strike the earth. And the only way to avoid this comet striking the earth is, is if people swore off pornography and, and all kinds of uh, debauchery like that. And that's what inspired the song. So uh, History of Modern comes out, uh, it spawns a couple that the History of Modern Part 2 is, I believe, is the other single from this along with uh, If You Want It. If You Want It's Okay, History of Modern is great and is really good live. So uh, that's where we leave off with Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark for this episode and turn our attentions to the vaccines. The vaccines turn up around the same time. 2010. I'm listening to Radio 1, and I guess uh, looking back at the history, I thought the song Post Breakup Sex came first, because that's what they play on Radio 1. It gets my attention. But what really gets the attention of Radio 1 is uh, the, so- the song I think actually officially becomes a single after Post Breakup Sex, a song called If You Wanna. Uh, Justin Hayward Young is mostly the force behind the band. Uh, he, recruits, he recruits a couple other guys. It's basically a songwriting project for him, becomes a band. And, uh, well, they release If You Wanna on YouTube, and it gets all kinds of attention, including the attention of Zane Lowe, who at the time has the uh, the evening show on Radio 1, now hosted by Annie Mack. Zane Lowe over at Apple Music. But uh, anyway, he plays uh, this tune... is still a great tune and then uh, that is not officially released as a single though even though Zane Lowe calls it the hottest record in the world uh, for that evening that he plays it and then uh, the next song that comes out is a song called Post Breakup Sex both the songs get into the 20s in the UK charts and this is a time where it's a lot of pop it's a lot of you know Katy Perry-esque type of pop music it isn't really quite girl pop anymore but it's a lot of stuff like that we're starting to get you know songs that are half sung half rap you're not really getting a lot of what you would I guess call traditional rock and roll and uh, certainly the vaccines breakthrough with that, which is probably why they have the success that they do. But uh, here is the uh, what is, turns out to be the second single and another one that gets a lot of uh, Radio 1 airplay. This is Post Breakup Sex. I can barely look at you
Yeah, so Post Breakup Sex gets to 32 if you want. I guess to 35 and actually is released after Post Breakup Sex officially as a single. They released an album called What Did You Expect from the Vaccines? And a lot of great tunes on this. Norgard is great. That's one of Fangirl's favorites. Uh, Wetsuit, uh, with backed with Tiger Blood, which is a song about Charlie Sheen. How about that? Uh, they released another album in 2012 called Come of Age, and this is another great tune on it, a tune called Teenage Icon. And it's just, uh, they've really find a, not a, what I would say a formula, but more of a, a a sound that that and it just it just keeps working and even though it sounds really familiar song to song the songs sound very different and it's really cool and uh, this is again one of my favorite vaccine tunes this is from the album Come of Age this is Teenage Icon New comes from this album. Bad Mood is another really good tune from this album. That's kind of a, a dark, uh, rocky tune that, that comes out in 2013 as the last single from Come of Age. They release an EP called Melody Calling in 2013 uh, with the title track Melody Calling. Gets the 44 in the UK charts. Does okay, but it's a great tune too. It still gets a lot of Radio 1 airplay. And here is Melody Calling from The Vaccines.
2015 rolls around, we get English Graffiti. It has uh, a couple great tracks on it. Uh, the lead single is Handsome. Handsome gets to 74. Uh, great tune. I think Dream Lover, though, a little slower, a little more kind of, uh, which is, and this is kind of the, the the way rock music is heading at this point. Your Imagine Dragons, your Muse, if you will, kind of slower, more you know, wall of soundy kind of stuff. I think this is a good representation of that. This is Dream Lover from the album English Graffiti by the Vaccines. And it gets Radio 1 airplay, of course, because Radio 1 loves the vaccines. It'll link us to 155 in the UK singles chart. And back at this time, this, of course, is when the chart is based entirely on sales. None of the streaming nonsense. We'll discuss that some other time. But uh, the next release for the vaccines, they take a couple of years off, actually, and then finally release another album in 2018 called Combat Sports. And uh, it's... There's some good songs on here. Put It On A T-Shirt is pretty good. Um, I Can't Quit is pretty good. Uh, But we're going to skip past Combat Sports and go with a single that was released right after Combat Sports. And it's a great tune. And I was thinking, well, this this next album is going to be fantastic. And again, a lot of radio and airplay. Does not chart. Gets to 74 in Belgium, weirdly, where they also like the vaccines a lot. And this song is called All My Friends Are Falling In Love.
Morgan. I got a lot of airplay on Radio 1, but it failed to chart at all. But uh, there you have it, the vaccines from London, England. Finally got to see them live. Uh, we saw them in Columbus with a group from like the 90s that I had never heard of, which is weird because even though I'm not a big 90s guy, I should still like know most of the acts from the 90s. And I told a friend uh, at the place I was working at the time, he's a bit younger than me. He was probably in high school and this band was uh, was big. I cannot for the life remember who they were. But I said, yeah, I'm going up to Columbus with my daughter. We're going uh, gonna to see so-and-so, but we're all going because the vaccines are the middle act. And he's like, oh, I love whatever their name is. I want to say it's, the, it's not the Mowgli's. That's the other band he liked. It was a band like that. And uh, I don't even think we stuck around for them, or maybe we stuck around for a few songs. But uh, there was a, another opening act, who uh, a guy named Oscar, who was very good. I ended up buying a couple of his tunes off iTunes. And then I think the vaccines were the middle act and got to play for 45 minutes. I got to hear all the hits. And then I think there might have been another band mixed up in this, maybe between Oscar and the vaccines. But anyway, got to see the vaccines. That's the point, finally. Uh, we did go to Lollapalooza the year they were there, but could only afford one day. They were playing on Saturday. We went on Friday. I got to see the Killers, but we could not afford the other two days. The vaccines played on Saturday. But there you have it. Vaccines. Uh, PF's third favorite band, question mark. Long shot, but um, I mean, I go back and listen again, like I said, when I do this and think, wow, I like these bands a lot more than I remember liking them. So we come up to our honorable mention band, and our honorable mention band for this week is Aztec Camera. Remember I said uh, last week our song of the week is from Declan McKenna, and I said, you know, Declan McKenna reminds me of a young Roddy Frame in that uh, Aztec Camera is basically just Roddy Frame and some hired guns, and Declan McKenna isn't a band, he's Declan McKenna, but same deal, uh, he uses the same band mostly, but he's just Declan McKenna, but they really remind me a lot of each other. Both started out really young, young singer-songwriters, I think. Declan is of Irish descent, but he is from England, and uh, Roddy Frame is from Scotland, but still, uh, a lot of similarities. Um, I take him a little more poppy, jangly pop, Declan a little rockier, maybe would be the only difference I, w I would see, but uh, I'm going to play probably one of Aztec Hammer's best, well, not the best, I was going to play Oblivious, but I'm not going to play Oblivious, I'm going to play my favorite song from his debut album, Highland Hard Rain, Oblivious comes from that, uh, if you know an Aztec Hammer song, you probably know that from the 80s, but uh, this was the second single from that album, it's called Pillar to Post, and and it's a great tune, too. Excuse me. Here's Aztec Camera. Pillar to Post, our honorable mention band of the week on PS Tape Recorder. Say how I've grown from the 
to camera pillar to post and speaking of singer songwriters another one jake bug jake bug you might know from gosh 2010 11 uh, lightning bolt was his big tune you probably still hear that around and on muzaks and I, I don't know i think it charted in the uk i'm pretty sure it got into the top 40 and uh, he is back with a new song called all i need is a remix by rudimental who may be one or two people. I don't know. I can't remember if they're metal or one or two people. They remix the song. We're going to play the regular version, though, of All I Need. Again, it's getting a lot of Radio 1 airplay because they like their Jake Bug a lot. They, they seem to really latch on to people they like and stick with them. Wolf Alice is another one. Uh, they don't do very well in the charts, but Radio 1 loves them, so you get to hear them. They're, that, that's their one of their rock acts balanced against some of the more uh, you know traditional chart poppy stuff. But here is Jake Bug with All I Need. It's our song of the week on PF Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening listening. 